Okay, I have called my sermon, um, I want to be the one who goes back. Um, I think that um, there are times in our relationship with God where he asks us to, to go back. Um, and if you've spent any time at um, LifeGate, you would know that we are all about moving forward. We're all about moving forward, getting past roadblocks, stepping into our freedom and purpose. But I think there are times where God asks us to, to look back and reflect back to know where we've come from. I see this quote on Facebook a lot, don't look back, you're not going that way. And I get, I get the inspiration behind it and I get that we're not to live in the past. But I think that there is um, a godly principle to looking back in order to move forward. Um, if you have a Bible and you would like to read along, I'm going to read from Luke 17, 11 to 19. It will be on the screen if you don't. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. There was no cure for leprosy back then. Jesus was literally um, the only hope that these guys had. And to be given um, a diagnosis of leprosy meant that you were a complete outcast from society and you were unclean and um, yeah, could not integrate and could not participate in society as a normal person. Normal person? What's a normal person? Like really, how, I've yet to meet one. <coughs> I am one, <laughs> yet to meet another one. Um, <clears throat> side note, um, stop laughing, Kerry. Um, so, yeah, Jesus is the only hope these guys had and he, he gave them instructions to go see the priest to declare themselves. So by doing this, um, Jesus was simultaneously respecting the law um, that required people who had been cured from disease to go and show themselves to the priest to be cleansed, but also um, allowing these men to enter back into community and relationship with other people. So it's great stuff, it's pretty straightforward, um, you know, Sunday school stuff really, except that we see the twist of the guy going back and um, when he does, Jesus kind of almost seems annoyed, he seems a little irritated like um, that the others didn't come back, but yet they were obeying what Jesus had asked them to do and I don't know about you, but um, if I was in the situation that these people were in, I don't know that I'd want to disobey God and, and not go to the priest when he'd asked me to, but I'd also be wanting to, to go back and give thanks. It's kind of a, a bit of a conundrum. And I think that's where we learn the first lesson in this, that sometimes moving forward, wait, no, that's not it. Gratitude requires a level of risk. Um, I don't like getting in trouble, which might be a surprise to some of you who know me well, because I seem to get myself into quite a lot of it. My daughter's smiling at me. Um, so this guy had had been told to go to go to the priest, and yet he had turned back to, and gone back to Jesus. The enormity of what had just happened um, 
really dawned on him as he was walking and he realised that he had encountered divinity. But this came at a personal risk. It, it meant that he had to turn around from where he was going and um, perhaps, maybe momentarily, maybe um, for an extended period of time, forfeit being um, let back into community. That's really huge. Like, that's a huge sacrifice that he had to make, yet there was something in him that compelled him to respond to what had just happened to him. And instead of chastisement from Jesus, we see that Jesus responds differently and um, he extends this man an even greater blessing. The Amplified Bible puts it like this. He said to him, get up, go on your way, your faith, your trust, and your confidence that spring from your belief in God has restored you to health. This guy found healing, but he also received salvation. Gratitude prepares our heart for greater blessing. I find the wording of the verse we've just read um, really interesting because we see that um, this guy was already healed on the way to see the priest. He had already received his physical healing, but in going back, he received an emotional healing, a spiritual healing. He entered into an intimate relationship by returning in gratitude. It prepared his heart for something greater. I believe that when we express gratitude, we align ourselves with the value system of heaven. When we express gratitude, we align ourselves with the value system of heaven. Gratitude activates kingdom principles. It, um, it shows that we are trustworthy and we are ready for the more. This leper, or this former leper, praise God, um, expressed gratitude and immediately positioned his heart for greater blessing. He took the time and went out of his way and he was rewarded for it. Gratitude is a way we can honour God and others. God desperately loves people. It's no surprise that Jesus' greatest commandment um, found in John 13, 34, was to love one another as he has loved us. Jesus modelled gratitude and honour everywhere he went. Everywhere he went, he was lifting people out of their circumstance, showing that they had value. He was honouring who they were created to be. And he was constantly giving thanks to God. Jesus often um, nodded back to the prophets of the Old Testament and he did this to declare his divinity, but he also did it as a way to show thanks for those that had paved the way for the Messiah, for those that had stepped out and experienced really difficult circumstances so that he could be recognised for who he is. Like, look at John the Baptist, for example. I have a um, really tricky relationship with my mum and I won't go into a lot of detail um, but it's been really hard and I have had to choose to honour her and choose to be thankful for her and make no mistake it is a choice a lot of times. Um, we think that gratitude sometimes just springs up from us but um, in, in this case it's not. It's something that I have to actively actively choose. Um, but I, though our relationship is hard and tricky, I acknowledge um, the foundations that she laid in my life. She introduced me to God and when I was growing up, um, she had a really deep fascination with deliverance ministry and um, emotional and inner healing. And so we had books all around our house. 
like deliverance books. And so from a really young age, like about 10, I was reading these books, which wasn't overly appropriate because there was some pretty heavy stuff in there. And some of the methods, um, you know, they've, they've changed in time and, and, and God's definitely led me um, down a different path. Um, I now do prayer ministry with people and, and that's my thing. We, we go into emotional trauma and places where people um, are just stuck. And, and so the methods are different, but the lessons were there and learned years and years ago. And that was thanks to my mum and her fascination in that stuff. Both Ken and um, Nathan over recent months have been speaking about how to treat others well. And life is not always um, rainbows and butterflies, and church life can be no different. We um, disagree with each other. We, there can be troubles that come up in relationships where not, we're not seeing eye to eye, or we feel um, God has given us direction and other people aren't hearing that same direction. Um, yet each and every one of us represent um, a facet of God's character, each of us, even in our flawed humanity, represents something beautiful. And how much easier is it to resolve conflict when we recognise that value in each other? I know that if I am um, having a disagreement with my husband, very rare, um, or with my children, even rarer, um, especially as they're teenagers, um, it, it's so much easier to resolve that and to get the big picture when you, you step outside and you see them for who they were created to be, where you see their value and, and who they are in our family unit and the way that we all kind of fit together. So what if even in, if our, even in our differences, we valued one another for what we each bring to the body of Christ as a family? Psalm 133 says that where there is unity, God commands blessing. And what better way to display unity than to be united with God himself? Because when we recognise the treasures in others, speaking his truth into the lives of those around us, we pave prophetic foundations that have already commanded a blessing because they line up with his kingdom principles. We're honouring what God honours. That's huge. Gratitude shifts our perspective. Gratitude makes us bigger than, than we are. I am an only child, and I am the only child of two only children, parents. Does that make any sense at all? Both my parents were only children. There you go, that's one way to say it. Um, and so when I was growing up, there were no brothers and sisters, there were no uncles and aunties, there were no cousins, there was no one. It was just um, me and my mum, because my parents divorced when I was really young. And that was kind of lonely, but it was also um, all about me. Everything was about me all the time. I was the centre of my own universe. And that really lasted up until getting married. Jordan might say that it probably has still lasted well into marriage, possibly. He's going a little bit. Um, but this is a lesson that I had to learn, that everything didn't revolve around me and that my actions and, and the things that I did and said, both negative and positive, affected other people. That was huge. I'd never, I'd never had that because it was never, never modelled. It was never something that I'd had to look into. So gaining a biggest perspective is something I very much need. I need to step outside from myself 
and look at what's happening around me and gratitude allows me to do that. This leper um, recognized Jesus as the Messiah because his gratitude unlocked revelation. I love how so much of God's kingdom is multifaceted. Excuse me. The next statement is pure imagination on my part. So please recognize it as such and um, just go along with it. But what if when, um, what if Jesus was feeling a little low during this time? What if he was feeling discouraged or saddened by the lack of faith in the communities that he was visiting? What if um, this leper coming back to show gratitude and thanks was enough to um, encourage Jesus and, and really just spur him on and give him an extra dose of joy that he needed? We know that at times Jesus became frustrated by people's lack of faith in the community and um, at times he attributed healing to their faith um, as was the case here. So what I'm getting at is Maybe your words, maybe your words will influence someone or bring someone out of despair by turning back and, and encouraging them. None of us know this side of eternity. I'm sorry, I'm really struggling here. <coughs> Do you have um? Okay, I have mint in my pocket. I'm going to give that a go because I just have pocket mints loosely in my pocket with a little bit of pocket fluff as well just for good measure. Oh, dear. Okay. So what do I say? Sorry. This side of eternity, um, we don't know what impact our words will have on someone. We don't know how that could shift someone out of, out of the despair that they're in. Um, we have, like, just a snapshot of this, this leper's life and, and one act of gratitude that he did we don't know his whole story, but it had to have impacted him. We know that after this, he had a complete um, encounter with Jesus and entered into a relationship with him. That's going to change his life. But he made one choice. <coughs> I have had the great privilege of sharing my testimony um, a fair few times over the last uh, 15 years. Take a sip, I have a sentence, take a sip. Um, over the last 15 years, and every single time I have, I have shared the story of um, how I was a single 19-year-old detoxing from drugs. <coughs> I walked back into a church and, um, and went up for prayer and decided that I really needed to get my life on track. I really needed to, um, to reconnect with God. And I went up the front for prayer and this beautiful young woman prayed for me. And at the end of her prayer, I said to her also, it's not just the drugs and everything else, I'm pregnant. And she said, that's fantastic, I'm a midwife. And it was this most amazing um, encounter of this person was right there when I needed her. She was exactly what I needed and God had put her right in front of me. And she continued to play a really important part, role in my life. She journeyed alongside me and her and her husband invited me into their life group. And um, they just really made me part of their family and loved me where I was at. 
And so I have publicly honoured her for this so many times. And, and I think, I, you know, I've got this whole gratitude thing down, except that I realised I hadn't actually gone back to her and thanked her. And it was only at the beginning of this year that God really convicted me of that and I had the opportunity to um, thank her and let her know the impact that she had had on my life and the way that she had, um, you know, paved, paved paths for me to walk on. And it's really interesting that until that happened, um, there were areas of my life that remained locked. They just, um, doors were closed. And about a week after going to her, these doors miraculously opened. That can only be God. That can only be an act of, um, of gratitude and recognising what I had so that I'm now to be trusted with more. Without gratitude, how can we take correct ownership and stewardship over a new season when we don't have a solid appreciation for those who sowed into it? Did you catch that? Without gratitude, how can we take correct ownership and stewardship over a new season when we don't have a solid appreciation for those who sowed into it? Gratitude allows us to lay solid foundations. What foundations did this leper lay in his life as a roll-on effect of gratitude? What foundations are being laid in your life? Are your foundations as solid as they can be? Are the paths that you're laying, and make no mistake, you are laying them whether you are conscious of it or not, whether you are deliberate about it or not. Are they being paved on a foundation of honour and gratitude? Are you hiding spiritual gems in the road behind you? I kind of picture it like, you know, Hansel and Gretel, but without all the gruesome stuff. Like, you know, just depositing, <laughs> depositing breadcrumbs, depositing little gems of gratitude and amazing things that, that point people straight to Jesus. Are you, are you leaving them behind you as you journey on for others to find? We have a lifetime of choices ahead of us. So lay your foundations well. We live in a voice-activated world. The word of God spoke the entire universe into existence. Then the word became flesh. As co-heirs of Christ, we are also called to be co-creators with him, prophetically speaking his will into existence. Every single time you open your mouth and speak to the person that stands in front of you, you are either speaking life or death. You are speaking into their existence. And when you choose to speak life, you are speaking prophetically into them. You are partnering with God himself to speak his will into their life and bringing heaven to earth. This is massive. This is absolutely huge. And if we can grasp this and if we can learn to speak speak life to one another, imagine, imagine you know, what our life could be like, what our church community could be like. I stand here today because people saw value in me. They saw something in me and they recognised my God-given purpose. I look back at every positive life-giving word that had been spoken into my life and I see them as seeds of destiny. And yet I look at every negative word that was spoken over my life and I see where God just grabbed it and flipped it and released it back for his will and for his glory 
and worked it together for good, as he does just so beautifully. So looking back with gratitude allows us to look forward with a new lens, one that sharply clarifies the future. It's interesting to note in um, the story that we looked at in Luke um, that this guy was an alien, an outsider. Like the Samaritans did not have good standing with the Jews. They were not recognised, um, you know, as, as being the chosen people at all and there was hostility between them. And yet we see that this guy recognised who God was and I think that when, when we don't recognise... Um, what God is doing in our life, I don't always think it's out of rebellion or, or just um, a lack of gratitude. I think it's because we were expecting things to be different. We're expecting God to move in a different way, to show up in a different way, to work differently. I know that when we look back at um, the Jews, uh, uh, there were times where I used to read the Bible and go, how did you guys miss this? How did you miss that this was the Messiah? And yet when I look at my life, I've missed so many times that God, God was like, hi, I was here all along. And so I think that um, it's a really key key reminder to, to recognise that we can't put God in a box. We have to let him work the way he wants to work and in a way that exceeds our expectations but may look very, very different to what we had expected. Gratitude helps us reframe our experiences in light of God's goodness. There may be some of you who are sitting here listening to me speak about um, the way people have sown into my life and you may be thinking, well, that's fantastic. Good for you. Great. I'm really happy about that. It's great that you have people that could come alongside you and do that, but I've not had that. I've not had that in my life. And um, if that's you, I want to say I'm really sorry. I want to say that's not the way that God intended it. We weren't supposed to journey alone and and he has recognised your value. But I'm really sad and sorry that other people have not. On from that, um, if that is you thinking that, I want to show you a clip. It wasn't working in the first service, but I think we have it now. It's about seven minutes, so it's a little long, so um, bear with me. But... Um, it's really similar to what we do in prayer ministry. It's um, incredible that we are able to view this because it's a really intimate, amazing um, situation. And it's just um, a great way to recognise how God takes one person's circumstance and shows that he was there all along and, and was there. Um, also, Quickly, my daughter, when she was watching it, she noted that the tone of the person praying was a little bit condescending, perhaps. Um, so if you pick up on that, please remember that the person they're praying with, um, it's not like hypnosis, but for this moment, this person has kind of regressed into a childlike state. So the person praying with them is being very gentle with them, is being very, you know, talking in a way that won't do damage. Um, yeah, if you could play that, thank you. We, uh, we just ask you to move, to come, to do the very thing that you long to do in our brother. Yes. Lord, Holy Spirit, reveal more layers in, in the woundedness and the journey that Shannon's Clarity, been on. Lord. Yes, Lord. And so now, Lord, where do you want to go? What do you want to do?
would you have us start, Lord? In a short while after you were born, what happened to your mom? She was killed. She was hit by a drunk driver. Mm. And how old were you? I was 16 months old. Wow. Did you hear that? His mom was killed by a drunk and driver when he was, was 16 dad? months old. I don't know. Your dad wasn't there? Not that I know. You don't know who your dad is, right? I don't. All right. Uh, so it was a single mom. Mm hmm I remember being told that I would stand in the corner and just cry for my mom. I, mm. I remember my brother. My, my brother being old enough to know what happened, and I didn't... Mm. I didn't understand, but... He knew she was never coming home. And he used to stand in the corner and cry. Mm -hmm. Do you see yourself there? Yep. In the corner? Yes, I remember the, the blue carpet. And the walls were a vanilla color. I remember the, the curtains and the door was a dark ma mahogany, really dark stained door. And how old are you? I'm young. Young. Two, three, Two, four. three. Yeah. yeah. And you have a clear recollection of it. Mm hmm Can you see it now in your mind's eye? Yes. Can you look around the room from that place? Mm-hmm. Can you see Jesus there? Yes. Describe what you see. He's in he's in the room behind me. In He's not on the floor, though. He's in. He's a. He's above. Mm-hmm. 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 Can you see his face? Absolutely. I want you to look at his eyes. Mm-hmm. Tell me what he's saying to you, to little Shannon. Listen to him. Just receive that. That little two-year-old, three-year-old. Being able to know that Jesus was there. I love you, son. I love you, son. You're not alone. I want you to feel Jesus walk towards you, walk over towards you. Let me know when he's there in front of you. He's there. I want you to turn and look at him, and Jesus is going to kneel down in front of you. Kneel to him. Yes. Tell me what he's doing. He's lifting me. He's yeah. lifting me. He's holding you. Is he holding you? He just stood me back up. Yes. He wouldn't let you kneel, would he? No. Ask him just to pick you up. He did. He did? What does that feel like, Shannon? Safe. Yeah. Safe, yeah. Yes. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Let him speak directly to that little young heart. What's he saying? Come with me, son. Yes. 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 You've always been with me. 
feel that, Shannon? Can you feel it? I'm on fire again. Yes, yes. And all of the, all of the fear, and all of the pain, it all stems from this point. Yes. This is the core memory that the Holy Spirit wants to heal. And Jesus is saying, I invite you in Christ, please. Yeah. Just come in, come into this place and heal. Yes. Yeah. I submit Father. And what does he say to you? What do you hear him saying? To forgive me, my son. And now ask him to speak truth into your little heart from that day to today. What is true about Shannon? How does Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit see you? What is true? That I'm a warrior, servant, protector. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. You are. Do you receive that? Yeah. You're a mighty warrior, Shannon. Mighty. Shannon, I just hear Jesus saying to me, for you, that all the things that you have longed to do to feel validated, the things that you have tried to attain to get feeling love, to get recognition, yeah. all the things you did through high school and then going in the Navy and becoming a Navy SEAL and how all those things, the joy was taken away, Jesus says, I am restoring all of that. Yeah. Because all those things are true about you. You are a Navy SEAL. You are an elite warrior. You are an amazing young man. Yes. Thank you, Father. And all that the enemy meant for evil, Jesus, right now, the Holy Spirit is changing, is going to turn for good. You are the embodiment of what a Navy SEAL is. That's right. It's true. It is who you are. You are a warrior for him. You're honoring him. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Yeah. He's also saying very clearly, what I have given you, no man can take. Yes. 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 Right? Just receive that, Shannon. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks, God. Pretty intense, huh? You can't have an experience like that and, and then not recognize God's goodness and his faithfulness. And each and every one of us in this room we're all here because someone paved the way for us. Whether we've recognized it or not. We're here because of someone else's sacrifice. And we're here because Jesus was there all along in every circumstance and everything that we've walked through. And he's been prompting us. I feel like so much of what's been spoken about this morning has led to this point with Daryl praying and declaring that we are God's children and he just adores us. 
and then be sharing that um, that Jesus has been there all along in all these circumstances. And so I guess it's a really good thing to to recognize that sometimes gratitude isn't this happy, clappy, hi, thank you, that's amazing. Sometimes it's just recognition of where God's been and what's happened and just taking the time to silently reflect on that. And so I'm going to give you guys the opportunity to have prayer if you would like that. Um, I will ask the worship team and Carrie and Daryl to come up the front. Um, and if, if you feel like you need something more than that and you'd like some more information about prayer ministry, I would love to speak to you about that. Carrie, could you give a little wave? Carrie would love to speak to you about that. This is our passion. This is what we do. Um, yeah. But otherwise, um, be released and have an amazing week. Um, and please be mindful of those receiving prayer up the front. But just let me pray first. Father God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for who you are and I thank you that you are the perfect God and the perfect Father. I thank you that though we may not have recognised your hand upon our lives, you have been there and that you're just waiting to show us where you've been so that we can reframe our experiences in light of your goodness. And so Lord, I ask that you would bring to mind those who have sown seeds in our life those who have brought us to this point so that we may return and give thanks. But Lord, let us never forget you. May we always be looking to you, looking for what you're doing and where you're moving and where you're exceeding our expectations and jumping out of the box that we're trying to put you in. And we give you our highest thanks and praise. You're the only one that's worthy of it. And praise you, Jesus. Amen. So yeah, worship team, if you could come, that'd be fantastic and we'd love to pray with you. Thanks, guys.